Take a Crit is naughty, nasty, and not for kids. Content warnings can be found in the description. Hey, uh, best best friend, could we could we talk for a minute while we while we're alone? Sure, buddy. What's up? Uh, I I really like having you around and everything. You're super cool, but you you kind of keep trying to kill all my best friends. That's silly, Scotch. I I'd never try to kill your best friend. I am your best friend, right? Well, I mean, you're my best best friend, but like my best friends, you you keep trying to get me to stab them and slice them and chop them up into little bitty bits. Oh, Scotch. That's just because, well, well, look at Garrett. He's so little, it'd be so easy to hide his body. No one would even find out. That's true. And he has kind of a stick in the mud. But if we open the office back up, I'm I'm not going to do all that paperwork, so we can't kill Garrett. Uh, okay, but well, what about Gotcha? You know, she she's from a royal family. I bet she's got lots of gold she's been hiding from the rest of y'all. That's That's true. She does have that, like gross ear thing going on but somebody's gonna have to write a story about all my great deeds so i think she's off the menu too uh, uh, okay i hear you uh-huh um but what about this yeah i think you're really gonna like this one what about willie willie spends so much time in the trash that corpse is gonna stink something fierce and you know what that's gonna attract <sighs> that would bring a lot of bugs he does stink really bad but no one can throw me like Willie can. We don't. We don't have any more big boys in the party. We can't. We can't get rid of Willie. Huh. All right. Yeah. You really got me in a tough spot. But you know what? Best friends come to a compromise. What What are you thinking, best friend? Well, remember when you killed the clone gazebo? Yeah, that was pretty great. Are you sure that was the clone? Uh, I, 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 I don't guess so. Well, shouldn't we? Make sure. Are you saying I should I should kill Gazebo? If it's even Gazebo. Best friend, you might be right. There's only one way to make sure that that evil clone didn't make it out into the world. Only one way. <sighs> I feel a lot better. I'm glad we had this chat. Me too, buddy. Now how about you put me back in that cool dark water and don't think about it. I won't think about it at all. Schlorp. <laughs> <laughs> Extracurricular activity. It's time to take a crit. Welcome to Take a Crit, the real play, 5th edition, Dungeons & Dragons podcast, the passion project of five childhood pals from playing this game for countless hours over the past two decades. I'm Joey Swanson, I play Garrett Sunderwood. More on him later. We start out each of these episodes with our dungeon master posing a question to these here adventurers. Leo, the mic is yours. I know it's mine, I bought it with my money. Hi everyone, I'm Leo. <laughs> and he's rich. And I'm not rich. <laughs> he's got microphone money. Fucking fancy boy. Ooh, look at him. I don't, I'm not. I promise. I wish, 
I wish this microphone was better. Well, Leo, if you didn't record inside your Lamborghini, maybe the sound quality would be better. <laughs> that might be true, Austin. I'm sorry. Austin, that's his home. That's the thing, Austin. I don't have a house, just a Lamborghini. I mean, that Lamborghini's paid off, but... Home is where the heart is, and he keeps <laughs> fresh organs in there, so... Making choices and doing weird voices. Hi, everyone. My name's Leo Martin, and I'll be your dungeon master and question asker. Did you give yourself a rhyme? Do you normally? I loved it. Yeah, I was into it. <laughs> yeah, same. I don't normally give myself a rhyme, but I, maybe I'll start. Well, look at Leo. He's moving up in the world. And today's question is, what is your favorite holiday? First up, he's been known to delegate, but how does he celebrate? It's Garrett's Underwood. Yeah, Garrett's managerial days are behind him. He's now part of a collective. But yeah, I'm Joey. I play Garrett's Underwood more on him right now. Garrett's favorite holiday is one they'd celebrate back in the Sunderwood. It's Groundhog Day. Oh my God. The celebration <laughs> in the Sunderwood where all of the Sunderwood gnomes would wild shape or be polymorphed if they weren't old enough to wild shape into groundhogs. And uh, they'd spend the entire day as groundhogs. They'd go find the local groundhog burrow and hang out with all the actual groundhogs and sort of gain their trust. And then um, uh, sort of start up a groundhog fight club and uh, oh. see if they can show the other groundhogs who's boss. Because, you know, you, groundhogs will, you know, wreck up some root systems and stuff. They want to make sure they stay away from the good trees. Gotta make sure you show the groundhogs who's boss. But Groundhog's Day is great. The person who loves Groundhog Day the most is Murray, who um, unfortunately now every day is Groundhog Day for him. <laughs> Spends all of his time as a groundhog. Some people think that it was just one of the local groundhogs done killed Murray and took his place. But uh, Garrett knows it's actually Murray. <laughs> That's pretty fucking dark. You can cut out that back half if you want to. It's a long walk. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long walk, but it's a nice one. It's a long walk. My legs are tired. I'm going to sit down. Who else has got a day? <laughs> Next up, he's puffing his chest because his sword is possessed. It's Scotch Hops. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm Austin Petrie. I play Scotch Hops, the grung sorcerer bard. So Scotch's favorite holiday is Mudsgiving. Uh, that's uh, we're in the Springtail Forest every every fall when the dry season rolls around. All the grung get together with their loved ones and they they partake in a calcium rich clay bath. And uh, it's all about you know just just being together and uh, and making it through these hard dry times. That's really nice. That's so wholesome. Yeah. That's one of the most wholesome things I've heard about Scotch Hops. And then after the bath, everyone gets together and we uh, we all sacrifice one of the young grung to hopefully <laughs> bring back the water. Yeah, yeah, so so wholesome. With paper and pen, she's better than Twain, but right now she's dressed like she might eat your brain. It's Gotcha Portobello. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Goddamn. Hi, everyone. I'm Mary Jane Hartsog. I play the illustrious, inquisitive rogue, Gotcha Portobello. And, uh, well, growing up, her favorite holiday was her biological dad's birthday because he made the family spend time together. Oh. Then she stopped caring about holidays for a while, and now she has a new favorite holiday, the Festival of the Hollow One. She's good at them disguises. And wants that guy in disguises. Honestly, it's a surprise she's not a warlock at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Last up. We thought he was boned, but he just got cloned. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's, that's it. It's 
Will Willie Willis. Hey everybody, my name is Salem Martin. I play Will Willie Willis, Loxodon Cleric at the Great Garbage Forge, Old Pasta Pusher, and Dan Halen Butcher. <laughs> Willie's favorite holiday is St. Trashy's Day. Okay. <laughs> Is this a widely observed holiday? Just real quick. Oh, we never know. <laughs> so every year is part of uh, Willie's trash worshipping religion. Willie and uh, the two Gusses would celebrate St. Trashy, who many years ago saved a village overrun with trash. <laughs> so he saved the town by uh, turning all the trash into like a, a small distillery and used a, a bunch of rotting food to make a bunch of booze. And uh, then he partied with the villagers all day and just just stayed drunk. All the whole village. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh God! Uh, before leaving, <laughs> he partied with the village all day before leaving them to prosper. Returning every year to get blitzed. So every year they all get hammered and uh, stay hammered all day to celebrate the great Tr Saint Trashy. That's very sweet. Even a broken clock says it's time to take a crit twice a day. <laughs> Last time on Take a Crit. After seemingly killing Wheel Willie Willis and Gazebo Sunderwood, the Butterfly Knight, revealed to be Kevin, told the rest of our heroes that he would meet them at the Shifty Brick before disappearing. Johnny, devastated by these deaths, demanded that the party return with him to the Shifty Brick. Before leaving, Scotch was able to cast Revivify on Gazebo because his head had not been completely severed. Gazebo, along with our heroes and Johnny, brought the corpse of Will Willie Willis back to the Shifty Brick, where they prepared for battle against Kevin. However, once inside, they found Will Willie Willis and Gazebo Sunderwood sitting at a booth, believing themselves to be dead. Shortly thereafter, Kevin arrived, explaining that he had used his magical axe to fake their deaths and offered Willie one last chance to escape Rasputan and live out his days somewhere far away from the city. Kevin warned our heroes that he had seen the events of the near future and that they were destined to fail. After Kevin had disappeared, the dawn arose from the basement of the Shifty Brick, demanding that the party follow him down in the basement. As he stared into the fireplace, Don Scamarelli explained to the party that on the night that he brought back Ma Scamarelli, she was transformed into a dangerous and malicious undead beast known as the Gabagool. A monster of salted meats. And that as our heroes were out saving Gazebo, Ma had escaped and was now loose in the Snail District. He begged our heroes to find her and bring her home. As Johnny searched outside the city, our heroes followed a trail of Capicola found by Gacha that led to the abandoned water treatment facility. It was here that they found Ma Scamarelli, a shriveled husk of her former self, covered in a fresh layer of gabagool. As our heroes tried to convince Ma to come home, she was attacked by a hunter of the night known as Dan Helsing, who sought to slay Ma Scamarelli in order to dissect her corpse so that he may finish the final entry in his undead bestiary. Our heroes then followed Ma Scamarelli to several different locations, including Billy Bonka's candy shop, rest in peace, and the exotic animal pet shop, fighting off Dan Helsing all along the way. Once our heroes reined in Ma Scamarelli, 
they began to escort her back to the Joust and other freelance headquarters. Just as they were arriving, they were once again attacked by Dan Helsing, who had just used the final wish of his luck blade to gain the ability to teleport at will. What a waste. After a grueling battle, our heroes brought Moss Gamorelli inside, where she began to combine her ingredients to make a tray of cookies for her son, the Dawn. The Dawn, touched by this moment, hugged Ma and decided that there might be some of her left inside this undead creature. It was at this point that Johnny remembered that the souls of all those who reside in the Snail District were about to be absorbed by a giant eldritch god hanging in the sky, unless everyone in the district puts on the best costume contest of their lives. And with the help of our heroes, some costume contest it was. Happy Hollow One! The Hollow One was satisfied and left the Snail District to live another year. The Taffy District, however, was not so lucky. We join our heroes as they party through the night after the Hollow One has disappeared. So when's that guy coming back again? Oh, what? Hollow One? Oh, he's coming back next year. He always shows up. Fucking prick. Fuck you. <laughs> God, I had to wait that long. Okay. I like uh, costume parties and all, but I think the stakes are pretty fucking high on this one. Glad we made it. Oh, yeah, bro. We did it. <laughs> Oh, uh, they put on cat ears, so I was a little bit worried, but she got to really sit my ass tonight. Woo! Leon Barry, it's good to have you back. That's great. Oh, yeah, bro. It's good to see you guys, too. Oh, you know we ain't gonna never miss a party. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. What's up, Bear? Oh, not much, man. Oh, you know what hell's like? Oh, uh... What? Gotcha's ears perk up. Uh, it's pretty fucking radical, dude. Uh, nice. Lots of stuff to do stunts off of. And like, I mean, you get killed all the time. So like, why not break a few bones? You know what I'm saying? I do. <laughs> oh, I got a great, I got a great prank for you. Hold out your hands. Oh, oh, for sure. All right, I want to rip one of the ass cheeks off of my butt. So it probably just rips it like it rips the mummy paper off. I'm gonna super glue him to his hands. <laughs> the butt cheeks to berries. Yeah, one in each palm. He looks up at you and says, "With great power comes great responsibility." <laughs> this nod. He turns around and says, "Let's go, Leon." We got some people to see about some farts. <laughs> hey, Barry, make those fucking cheeks clap. <laughs> guy right there. Right on. Well, we've dealt with one eldritch monstrosity, but uh, my mom's still around. <laughs> so I think we need to... Fucking got her. I think we need to get a good night's rest and figure out what to do. Our heroes sleep through the night at the shifty brick and are awakened the next day by a knock at the door. Johnny is quite startled. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Oh, oh shit. Okay, it's probably fine, right? It's, it's probably fine. It's probably just somebody wants to make Benedict or something. I go answer the door. There's a guard standing at the door. I close the door. <laughs> <laughs> the guard opens the door back up. It's not locked. And he says, Hear ye, hear ye. The queen will be giving her speech to the snail district shortly. I'm not hearing nothing. I put my pillow over my head. He's got like a mega horn and he's standing right in front of Willie's face. <laughs> Attendance is mandatory in order to show respect to the queen. Please 
be out here in no less than five minutes. I am naked right now. Yeah, same. Hey, mister. Yes? Oh, what what queen? The queen of the fine city of Pathertica. I've not seen one of these queenly decrees yet. I've just been dealing with mayors and dukes and all this and that. But uh, the queen, that's that's next level. Yes, the, the dukes uh, oversee the ruling of the districts and the mayors oversee the day-to-day business, but the queen herself has final say on all matters in Pathantica, large and small. All right, we'll be out there when we feel like it. Suck shit, bootlicker, and I shut the door in his face. Well, maybe the queen could help us. She probably doesn't want a rogue duke running around. That's a good point. But I have a feeling this queen ain't gonna help us out. No offense, Gotcha. I didn't mean to, like, malign rogues when I said that. <laughs> You're a good little buddy. I could uh, tussle his hair. <laughs> <laughs> I straighten back out my pompadour and uh, tuck in my shirt. I'm like um, going to my pack and I'm pulling back out a green polo and my regular clothes because we're done with costumes because it's fucking November, everybody. I'm back in my regular Garrett getup. Classic throwback. I'm going to put my uh, overalls on and um, my chain mail, which is made of a bunch of tab can top. <laughs> I slip into my studded leather and my classic cape and all. I'm just going to leave the uh, the squid bits from my costume in the corner. Oh, Kevin might use that for fucking soup. Johnny turns around from putting on his leather jacket and he's like, Oh, fuck, I forgot. Uh, you all are wanted as fuck. Um, yeah, I mean, I know I'm hot, but like... Oh, oh, hold on a minute. I think... Kevin actually has some for this, and he dives behind the counter and grabs he grabs a small metal box and he tosses it over to Willie and says, uh, "Hey Willie, think you could uh, smash this?" Yeah, I was gonna say I just throw it to the ground as hard as I can. I could I I could pick the lock. We each got a way to fuck fuck a lock up. It breaks right in half, <laughs> and four little tokens spill out. The token has a thumbs up on it. And Johnny says, oh, yeah, I've gotten these from uh, Kevin before when I've gotten into uh, a little bit of trouble. Uh, If you're trying to talk your way out of a situation and shit's just going real south, you can use one of these, break it in half, and whoever you're talking to will forget anything that you've said to them for up to five minutes and it'll be like you just walked up to them. I oh, oh hell yeah. Oh, that's nice. great. That's like uh, what those guys use. Um, you know, the humans that wear the black robes, the men in black, you know, they erase your memory. <laughs> he erases memories. Someone tell trains guys. <laughs> I lean down and pick one up. Yeah, take one. I'm going to bend down and pick up the remaining two tokens on the ground. <laughs> Garrett's like, okay, well, uh, nobody will recognize me as long as I'm a trusty pup. <laughs> and then I wild shape into a corgi. See, he doesn't even need it. And then I'm I'm going to Omnitrix into uh, sexy Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sexy Garrett, a dog, regular Willy and Gotcha. Leave the bar along with Johnny. I'm just going to walk around with the hood up and all cloaked in shadow so as to not get recognized. I'm just Willie. (laughs) (laughs) Our heroes walk out into the street and join the enormous crowd. They all stand facing towards the mayor's office at the end of the district. After you stand around waiting for five minutes or so, you hear just sort of a, a low rumbling sound. And very quickly, you and all the other members of the crowd are blanketed in shadow. 
as an ancient silver dragon, covered in gold jewelry set with fine jewels, flies in overhead and hovers above the mayor's office. Oh, goodness. As her wings beat, creating a harsh wind through the streets and alleys, her voice booms across the entire district. My people, it is splendid to see that you have all survived the Festival of the Hollow One. It is thanks to your own efforts that you are alive today. Unfortunately, the same cannot be said across the entirety of our fine city. The souls of those in the Taffy District were lost to that eldritch god last night. And as is protocol, the district has been contained and sealed. Any effort to enter or exit the district is hereby an act of treason. Be well, my people. I shall grace you again with my presence when the snow blankets the land. The Queen of Pathertica then flies off towards the center of the city. Uh, so I, d- I didn't know that was the queen, like, before today, but... Gang, that, that, that was a dragon. Yeah. Garrett, did you see that was a dragon? Woof. <laughs> w- Willie. Hey, Willie. That was a dragon. Did you see it? Yeah. the entire crowd kneels as the queen of pathentica flies off out of sight gotcha does not join them not in the habit of bowing to no queens yeah i think willie's just looking up in awe garrett shows off his corgi puppy dog tricks and does a you know a downward dog (laughs) scotch goes over to a random kneeling pedestrian and says no stand up look there's a dragon did you see it did you see the dragon Yeah, that's the queen. Holy fuck. Yeah, she's kind of scary, right? She's great. (laughs) Gotcha kind of side-eyes Scotch and says, you got a girl back home, right? Like, Yeah, I mean, I've got got Nancy back home. Okay, I I just, I see the eyes you're making at that dragon. I think you're getting my sexy eyes confused with my, I want to slay that eyes. I think you're getting my, I want to slay that eyes confused with my, I want to slay that eyes. Oh, okay, okay. That's a fine line. <laughs> Johnny turns to our heroes and says, ah, fuck the Taffy District. Right, I almost forgot about that. Shit. Well, I guess we ain't going to be going there for a fucking while. As you are the only ones in the crowd not bowing, you see one other person stand up in the crowd. He wears a bright purple wrestling singlet. He is beyond ripped. <laughs> Huge shoulders, massive arms, He's got long, straight, dark hair and a mid-length beard. And he points at you across the crowd. And he says, Hold on a sec, brother. (laughs) Are you Will Willie Willis? Oh, and is that, oh, is that Garrett Sunderwood? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Garrett looks like a guilty dog (laughs) who just stole off the counter. What you want? You can't handle this. This large hulking man jumps a good 40 feet up in the air, landing right in front of you. Shit. I want to get a sense of scale here. So Garrett's a corgi. He's about a foot 
and some change, maybe. You know, Scotch is Scotch. He's a couple feet. Um, Actually, Scotch is Garrett right Scotch now. Scotch is Garrett, so he's a couple of feet tall. This gentleman is eight feet tall. He's as tall as a willy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me and this dude are staring each other in the face right now. Whereas Willie's that strong, like, he never went to a gym, but, you know, he's got muscle. This guy is... Like, Jim ripped. Mr. Armstrong, what do you want with my friend? He gets real close in Willie's face and says, Oh, yeah. Name's Reno Encino. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to John Chafin on Facebook for Reno Encino, both sort of the general concept and the name. Ad Drunk is Batman! He suggested that in our Facebook group. If you'd like to suggest things like that, check it out. Thanks, John. Have I ever heard of Reno Encino? Give me a history check. Garrett got a 15 on history. I got an 18. I got a 14. Rolled a four. Gotcha recognizes this gentleman as Reno Encino, who was once a famous wrestler who dominated both athletic and professional wrestling. Mm. Although once he found that he had outmatched everyone else within the world of sports, he ventured into the world of bounty hunting and now gets his thrills by hunting down the most dangerous bounties in Pathentica. Oh, goodness. Well, fuck. All righty, Reno, you washed up piece of fucking garbage. <laughs> You're going to leave my friend alone right now. Get him. Woof. Only thing that's going to be washed up is the floor once I'm done scrubbing it with your ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try an intimidation check. I'm going to intimidate this guy's sexy Garrett. <laughs> Willie's open his eyes at him like as far as he can go. Listen here, you big ugly motherfucker. I don't know what you think you saw, but I'm not Scotch Hops. This dog isn't Garrett, and that's not Willie. And I don't exist. So you better keep on walking before shit gets real. Woof. I rolled a 15 plus 6. I got a 21 on intimidation. He squints and looks you in the eye and he's like, Well, then how do you explain you matching the description there, brother? Uh, we are still in our Hollow's Eve costumes from last night. We dressed up as criminals. Yeah, dude. And, and that, that explains it. These four are scary as fuck. You don't want to fuck with Gotcha. All right, that's pretty good. So give me deception with advantage. Uh, gutter 20. He looks at you for a second and leans up and he's like, Oh, I feel real bad, brother. Old Reno Encino done did an oopsie on this one. Oh, thank God. Hey, uh, by the way, like, we've kind of had trouble with guards in general. Will, will you spread the word that, like, some people like to dress up as these folk and stuff? Oh, yeah, no, oh, no, I'm afraid. We really just want to get the word out. Oh, uh, no, no, yeah, no. <laughs> That's fucking rude. <laughs> Not even a persuasion check. Is Reno having a stroke? <laughs> uh, sorry for the trouble there. Uh, hope this makes up for it. He pulls a t-shirt uh, out of somewhere and <laughs> also pulls a pin out of somewhere and signs the t-shirt and drops it on Scotch's face and turns around and leaves. Garrett stops growling and stands up straight, <laughs> looks around at the group like, what a relief, but you know, he is a dog. <laughs> I'm going to take this shirt and throw it down on the ground and Garrett, pee on this, soil it. <laughs> Garrett goes over to it. And, like, starts to lift his leg and then lose his balance because he's never done a dog pee before. Oh, wow. And falls in his own piss. 
Yeah, I, I, I guess he falls in his own piss. Sure, sure. Is that what you want? As the crowd starts dispersing, Johnny turns to our heroes and says, All right, well, uh, I think that Don wanted to talk to us about something. Uh, he's kind of been acting weird all morning. Uh, uh, we better get down there. All right. All right. Johnny leads you downstairs where you find the Don sitting in his chair and holding his gym. The same large gym which you found at Sawmill Davies' house. As he stares at it, he says, I've been talking to Jeeves and, uh, well, it seems like this gym is the last thing they need for whatever spell they're trying to cast. <sighs> Way back when I was a young man and I didn't have two copper to rub together, <laughs> I'd just wanted a better life for me and my ma. Knew I had to make a name for myself, so it took a lot of doing, but uh, I snuck over to the academic district and broke into an arcane university. Uh, I'd heard that they had this huge gem on display, and, well, I stole it. It wasn't easy, but I got that thing out of there and got home, and, well, I planned on selling it, but found that it brought me so much acclaim, and I was having so much success that I just decided to keep it. Before long, my reputation hinged on it. But I don't care about that anymore. Lately, all this thing's brought me is death and misery. I want you to take it. Take it back to that damn arcane university and, well, if you see Rasputin, tell him... <sighs> tell him that Don Scamarelli's not gonna fuck with him anymore. What? That's a terrible idea. I can't let the rest of my family die. I took all these people in, promising to keep them safe, and... I'm sorry, uh, I feel bad about this, I do, but I just can't keep on like this. Garrett starts turning back from a corgi into himself, and as his nose stops being a black button, and as his tail turns into a butt, <laughs> he's just like, Don, we can take this gym, and we can figure out what's going on with it. Don't be so fucking cowardly, that's, uh... Do whatever you want with it. I don't know a damn thing about it, and, uh, well, uh, I think it'd be pretty arrogant for any of you to think you know about any of this either. Do you know what this damn thing is? Can I make a history check? Sure. Okay, that's only a nine. You've got no damn clue. It's a pretty rock. Can I make an, arc an arcana check? Sure. That's a 15. Still no clue. I want to walk up to the Don and uh, put my hand on his back and said, we'll take care of it, Donnie. And I want to hand him one of my uh, flasks. It's full of Marsala. Oh, Marsala? Oh, the good stuff. Mm. <laughs> Parmesan's best. He hands Willie the gym and also hands him a hefty sack of gold and says, I know it's a big burden that I'm putting on y'all, so... Here's 4,000 gold. Shit, mm. baby. Aw, thanks. All right. Take that and take the gym and do whatever the hell you want with it, but I'm out of this. Love you, Don. All right. Uh, it's, it's not fucking all right. What the, What are you talking about? These are the people that kidnapped Gazebo and uh, fucking... They, uh, what are you talking about? Come, uh, Johnny. Johnny, that all happened because we had the gym. We just, we just got to get out of this. This is bigger than us. We can't help in this fight. Oh, so you're just going to let them deal with it? You're just going to burn off on someone else? Yeah, fuck you. Johnny storms out. Oh, Johnny. You know, Don, I understand that you're scared, but I'm kind of with Johnny on this one. You know, figure your shit out. I won't blame you for hating me, but I've got a family to protect. 
Right, right. Okay, 4,000 divided by five. All right, 800 apiece, everybody. <laughs> All right. When we get back to Truffle, he'll get his 800. <laughs> Don, I hate to ask you, uh, we do have five members in our party. Yeah, 800 each. <laughs> <laughs> You're breaking my balls, Donnie. <laughs> I know that getting to the academic district is not exactly an easy task, so I've arranged for your transport. We got a flying tugboat, bruh. Yeah, that tugboat's gonna get shot the fuck down if you drive close inside of the city. (laughs) Good to know. I think that dragon would take down Parmesan in a heartbeat. You're full of shit, Garrett. Parmesan would be fine. Have you seen the tongue on that bad boy? (laughs) Just gotta meet my contact outside Biscuit Town couple hours. Okay. Someone to meet outside Biscuit Town in a couple hours to get us into the academic district. All right. Love you, Donnie. I don't know why we would hate you. Fuck y'all. I'm mad at you, Garrett. I don't hate the Don. I just think he's being cowardly. We heard what you said. I said I think he's being cowardly. I think the two you should fight. Don, thanks for the money and the beautiful gem and uh, everything you've done for us. I hope you and your mom have a great time. Good luck to you too. Uh, if you do plan on taking it to the Arcane University, then you're looking for Horn Deep University. Great. <laughs> Sounds so nasty. I'll see that he teleports you pretty close to it. Real close. Just like on the edge. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if we're going to the academic district, I think it's time that we, um, you know, we got to blend in. We're still wanted persons. So Garrett applies elbow patches to a sequin jacket. So he's got elbow pads on his sequin jacket. Yeah, no, he's, he just looks like a little professor now. <laughs> Let's go to Biscuit Town. <laughs> All right. Our heroes leave from the shifty break. And as they're exiting, they see Johnny fuming outside. Fucking you coming? <sighs> no. Uh, I I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Uh, Take care of Don. Take care of Gazebo. Take care of the whole family, man. Yeah, I need to talk to Gazebo about this. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go talk to him. Uh, uh, y'all give me a call if you need something, all right? Will do, man. Will do. Take care of yourself. Take care of the people you care about. We love you. Stay underground, Johnny. Yeah, y'all, y'all keep a wrap on things, too. Uh, all right. See you later. It's a biscuit town. Biscuit down, down town. to biscuit town. The oven's hot and the biscuits are brown. He said we've got like an hour or something. Just slamming biscuits. So we've just got a montage of us slamming biscuits. Garrett getting an order of season's fries, complaining that they didn't put enough extra seasoning on. I'm guessing Gotcha is going to just get another huge order of gravy. Oh, yeah. No, all, all the gravy. Having a ball. It's like a bucket of gravy with one biscuit floating in it. Biscuit and gravy. Willie's just drinking. And syrup. As our heroes are chowing down at Biscuit Town, a human wearing a very long, dark cloak approaches the table and says, Hey, uh, are uh, you friends of the Don? Who's asking? Twinsies. I point at my cloak. Oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, right on. Uh, but uh, so y- you are friends of the Don, right? Well, who's asking? Oh, okay, yeah, so you're friends of the Don. Cool, that's good. Fuck. Because that would have made it a little awkward if you weren't when I did this. He wraps his very large cloak around the entire table that you're sitting at. And as you feel it sort of sweep back off of you, you find that the four of you and the table that you were sitting at is now in the middle of the street in the academic district. Is my biscuit still on the table? Your biscuit is still on the table. Good. (laughs) All around you are... Very large, elegant buildings, people in various ceremonial garb and fancy clothes walking back and forth in the streets. And right in front of you, you see a large sign that says Horn Deep University. Well, 
just seems like the place. So, friend, uh, as you look over, you see that this guy is not there anymore. All right, I'm going to get up from the table, because right now we're just looking like some weirdos who transported a table into the middle of a street. Everybody scatter. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to stand up and flip it. All right, very good, students. Um, That was a pretty good teleportation. Uh, This is not where we intended to end up, but uh, that's good. Let's just go back in the university and we'll try again. Thanks, Doc. I'll get it next time. All right. Yeah. Let's go, Professor. Yeah. Garrett um, does a little bit of druidcraft and he plucks a twig off a tree and sort of fashions it with druidcraft into a wand to make him look like extra wizardly. So Professor Garrett and his students enter the Arcane University. As you walk in, you see that there are halls all around you. There seems to be a reception desk as well as a map of the university with a list of professor names and their rooms. All right. So um, is there one on here who's about arcane objects, objects of power, uh, magical trinkets, uh, artifacts? As you browse the list, you find countless professors that seem to study magic items, artifacts, all of those sorts of things. But one thing in particular catches your eye. You see that there's one entry down at the bottom that lists Professor Poplar as the lead professor in the university's exhibition on artifacts related to the astral child's ascent. Oh, Oh, time to go pop off. He sounds like he's going to give us a fucking starter Pokemon. I hope so. You see on the map that the exhibit has been moved to the very back of the university in a small room next to the janitorial closets. I'm going to go knock on the door and say, Agent Mulder, are you in there? After you knock on the door, a young human wearing a tweed jacket, wearing glasses, opens the door. As he opens it, he's saying, Director, I'm sorry. I just, uh, oh, oh, uh, can I help you? Oh, I'm the director. I just, uh, <laughs> you know, altered self. You're the, you're the director of what? You're not the director. Give me a deception check with disadvantage. What the fuck was that? <laughs> <gasps> okay, this first one's a natural 20. Uh, yeah, I'm the director. And that is a 12, so 18. Probably still not enough. Um... Uh, I'm just going to assume you mean the director or something else. Uh, I'm just pulling your leg, bud. (laughs) What can I do for you? I have some questions about a test or something. (laughs) We'd like to talk to Poplar about the astral child's ascent. You're Professor Popular? Yes, uh, I'm Professor Popular. Oh, oh, I'm afraid there's not a whole lot to see right now. Um, but, But go ahead and come on in. You enter the small cramped room and you see three display cases. Gotcha just starts touching stuff. <laughs> Scotch is already inside one of the display cases. <laughs> God damn it. I got his mouth on the glass. <laughs> uh, Scotch, no. I'm trying to get him out, but I can't figure it out. Two of them are empty. The other. It's Scotch in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The other that hangs on the wall contains fragments of of a large stone mural pieced together with one large fragment missing from the center. What remains of the mural shows a large pile of fruit, a waterfall in the background, a mound of rubble and discarded clay items, and 
just above the missing piece in the center, you can see the top half of what appears to be a very large gem, cut in the same fashion as the Dawn's. This astral child's ascent, um, we understand it's some type of prophecy that involves a spell. Yeah, that that's right. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I wish I had more to show you, but uh, unfortunately, uh, pieces from this exhibit just keep getting stolen. Uh, we used to have a scroll detailing the prophecy, as well as a gem that we believe to be related to it, but those both have gone missing, and that's why they shoved the exhibit back here. But uh, yeah, if you're interested, uh, we don't really know a whole lot about it. It's been hard to recover information on it, but it, it does seem to involve the casting of some sort of spell, and we believe it might be related to an ascension to godhood. Oh, well, uh, okay. so if someone was trying to do that, that would be bad, probably. Oh, well, I, I'm not so sure about that. It's just an ancient prophecy. Uh, you know, we're, we're not trying to figure out how to cast this spell or anything. This is all just history. But, like, crazy what-ifs, you know. So, I mean, someone stole all the pieces to this mm. puzzle, like... I, I guess that's a good point, but it's been hard to do research on it. A good while ago, around back when I joined the university, the main artifact we had, the Tear of the Mountain, was stolen, and, uh, well, that was... Really, the most interesting part of this whole thing we had. It was somewhat of a mysterious magic item, and, well, it's been missing for quite some time. Do you know what the, uh, what the tear does in the ritual? Uh, well, we know that it's sort of a source of arcane fuel, almost. We believe that it might be used to contain some sort of magical energy that could later be used in the casting of a very powerful spell. Well, we are a freelance company of sorts, um, and if we were to be hired to procure this gem, what would you do with it when you had it? We may or may not have a lead. Oh, with the gem? Oh, well, combined with the research we've been able to do since it's been gone, I think we could unlock many more details about this mystery. You've got no plots to <laughs> try to ascend to godhood yourself or help someone who intends to? Oh, oh no. I, I'd like to learn the, the arcane secrets of the world, but one of our duties here at the university is to find dangerous things like that and make sure they're kept in safe hands. And you're not Nasty Kyle. <laughs> oh, no. I'm Professor Poplar. Real quick, Mr. Popular, how do you feel about this Gaspucci shit that's going on. Oh, I don't concern myself with politics. So if he asked you to not do your job, you would not listen. Y'all are coming in here with a lot of weird hypotheticals and not a lot of questions about the exhibit. <laughs> it's true. We might should just show him the stuff. Quick huddle. Um, excuse us. Uh, why don't you just go plug your ears? Earmuffs. Earmuffs. Earmuffs, professor. Just a second. <laughs> okay. We all gotta go take like a communal shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll all go to the bathroom. So what's everyone thinking? Do we think we can trust him with the gym? I don't I don't feel like we should give the shit to this guy. He might have more information on it. He seems like a ethical academic. Um so I suppose he's uh, our best shot at figuring this shit out. Willie sprays his ass after getting done taking a shit um, <laughs> and rejoins the room with Poplar. All right, Poplar, we've got some fucking shit to drop on you and you got to promise to be cool. And you've also got to promise not ever fucking talk to Duke Gaspucci or his associates. Uh, oh, um, uh, sure. W what's up? As Garrett's saying that stuff, I just start unfurling the scroll to be like, alrighty, buddy, check this shit out. Um, I gesture over to Gotcha's unfurled scroll. Uh, oh, oh, the, the scroll. 
the scroll. Oh, yes, this this is our scroll. Oh, that's wonderful. As he takes it out of my hands, I like reach back into my pack and pull out the hulking gemstone. As he's looking at the scroll, he's like, oh, yes, this is it's great to have this back. And we also have this. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> His eyes get wide. He's like, that's the that's the tear of the mountain. Where did you? Where did you find that? We don't like to reveal our sources. That's fine. That that's fine. Yeah, no, no, I I get it. I get it. Yeah. Oh. This is this is amazing. Oh, 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 please. May may I? Uh you seem like you're going to come real hard, so I'm going to put this back in my bag real quick. Oh, but oh, gosh, I've just been waiting so long to finish my research. Oh, finally can unlock so many mysteries. Oh, please. Okay, but you're not going to try to ascend to godhood with it, right? Because No, I'm not going to try to ascend to godhood. Only the astral child can ascend to godhood anyway. Oh, okay. Uh, does the prophecy say who might end up being the astral child or anything like that? You got any leads? Unfortunately, it's said to be depicted in this mural, but, well, it seems that that piece is the one that we're still missing. Well, I, like, nudge Scotch with my elbow. I think, um, I think we might know who it is. We might. C- can I please see that, Jim? Okay, okay. But Pinky promised that you're going to be good with it. I'm going to be so good with it. I'm going to do all my good research. I hold my Pinky out. He, he Pinky promises. Alrighty, I hand it to him. He takes it in his hands and he stares into it and he says, Oh, yes. Oh, this will finally unlock the mysteries that I've been working for almost my entire life. Oh, he sits it down in the display case behind him, looks at the ground and says, oh, and the director will finally get off my back once I, once I tell her that I've, I've recovered the artifacts. She'll, uh, she'll finally just let me be and let me do my research. Uh, can I do an insight check on him to see if I feel like he's telling me the truth? Yeah. And that is a 25. All right. You're not entirely sure. You think he's being on the level with you, but, oh. you know... He seems a little just whacked out from getting this gem. Well, shit. As he sits the gem down, he turns around and he's sort of mumbling to himself and says, Oh, but I've already blown the budget on uh, on recovery. And oh, God, if she knows I brought in outside help and let them know. Uh, he turns around and stares at the mural and says, I've been working for all this a long time and. You finally brought me the pieces I need. That's right. And you know, we don't ask for any payment, just cooperation. And he turns around with his eyes wide and a crazy smile on his face. And he says, unfortunately, I'm the one that'll be taking credit for this little recovery. And you, you'll join the rest of my friends. Quickly, he raises his hand and you see that he's holding a golden wand with a silver feather at the tip. It casts a sickly green lightning among the four of you. And as it does, a trap door in the floor opens up and you fall through. As you are falling, it very quickly becomes pitch black and you can't see where you're falling or what's going on, but you feel your bones begin to crack. (laughs) Jesus. Oh God. And as your hair flies in the wind and your skin stretches, you land with a soft floomph on the floor of what seems to be some sort of sewer system just before you black out. Sometime later, you are shaken awake and find that the four of you have been transformed into geese. (laughs) God damn it. What the fuck? What the honk? A goose wearing glasses and a tweed vest (laughs) stands above you and says, 
Hello, friend, and welcome to Goose University. Oh. God, oh no. Fucking. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck? I hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you like or subscribe on whatever podcast you found us on. And don't forget to tell all your friends. If you share a link to our episodes on Facebook or Twitter with hashtag take a crit, we'll shout you out here at the end of the episode. That's folks like our good friends, Andy, Courtney Moses, Carol Hartzog. Hi, Mom. And John Chafin. You can find John on TikTok at Drunkest Batman. He's the TikToker you got to be ticking at and talking to. This show is produced entirely by the cast. Leo's our lead editor, sound effect engineer, and cover art designer. I, Joey, compose the score and mix the final cut. Thanks to Noah Swanson for writing our intro and outro theme. We're part of the Big Door Prize Podcast Network, so check out the other shows there like Notable Nostalgia and Dungeons and Decades. Episodes come out every other Tuesday, so check back November 30th for episode 24. See you next time. I I do the same uh, rhyme in my intro every time. Nobody notices, though. <laughs> wow! That's no, not- no one has anyone noticed a rhyme, uh, a repeated rhyme in Austin's intro. It's not true. That's- oh, <laughs> you piece of shit! <laughs> you piece just, of fucking shit! You just blew Sam's mind, and then you fucking crushed his childhood innocence. All in you like just five lied seconds. to me. I I wasn't trying to, but it did happen. Don't edit that out. Hey everybody, I'm Austin Petrie. I play Scotch Hops, the Grung Sorcerer Bard. Leo Joey, thanks for having me. Um, um, uh, if you know, you're welcome here anytime. But if you could take your feet off the coffee table, your your shoes are a little muddy. Yeah, my f- my feet are in a chair at my kitchen table, not on the coffee table, Joey. Oh, okay, I thought we were doing the fiction where <laughs> we were hosting you. And me and Joey lived together, I guess. And where the Sam's died. We're in a. (laughs) Is he okay? I don't think so. Yeah, you can continue. (laughs) Thanks, Sam. She dressed like a squid, but she ain't no kid. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck was that? I love it. Ronald Reagan, what more can you take from us? <laughs> Back in the 80s, the wizard Ronald Reagan took what was known as the Great Big Piss, which then trickled down throughout the 80s. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, unless you make a million dollars, you just getting rained on with that pee-pee. <laughs> deep Horn University. Deep the horn. Deep Horn? Horn Deep University. Oh. I didn't say deep horn out loud. <laughs> yeah, deep horn is um, you know, got less good production value than uh your A's, your B's, and your C horns. Yeah, we're calling it horn deep. How about that? Still sounds still sounds a little sexy, but I love how I was offering the Don a swig out of my flask and he put and he pocketed it. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I'll take the whole thing. Okay. Right. Yeah. I have was, one less flask now. He's used to people just like giving him gifts, not offering him a swig. Uh, in no way that much salt is not going to give him diarrhea. <laughs> All right. Jesus Christ. Okay. Stop that. I can't think when you go. But Leo, Sam can only think when he does that. (laughs) I know.
It charges my brain. You're not going to cut out all that stuff, are you? Uh, for sure. Big door. Big door. Big door. Big door. Prize media.